1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
0: Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Steelers training camp is here this week, which means the preseason is right around the corner. And if you want to get in on the preseason NFL action just a few weeks away, betonline.ag is the place to do it.
1: Again, as always, 365, seven days a week, 24 seconds. Any kind of sports betting you want to talk about, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. Head to bet online today
0: using your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B L E A V 5 0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, the king, the prime minister, and the president of Swag and You. I'm rocking my shirt this morning. Ike Taylor, how are you doing this morning, my man?
1: Man, Mark, I'm just coming from a long weekend, so actually I'm doing real good. I'm doing better than expected, but... It's good talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers gone back to Latrobe. Miss Latrobe, uh, missed them days, but I think they report tomorrow. and Things get popping out tomorrow, so let's just get to the show, Mark. I know you got a lot of good things going on your way.
0: Yes, sir. We've got a loaded show for the listeners and the viewers of today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show. The Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson fight is on hold for now. That'll get postponed. We'll talk about Najee Harris saying he'll get 500 carries if it helps the team win. We'll discuss that. We've got Madden ratings on today's show. But Ike, you're right. The return to La Trobe St. Vincent College to new era of Steelers football, new quarterback, new general manager. We're going to pour one out this morning too. I I got my Heinz ketchup here in my studio. So we're going to pour one out here. This morning on today's episode, I'm pouring one out right now and I'll have this with my potatoes this morning, it. but new era of Steelers football, like, and first time Steelers have been in Latrobe since 2019. What's all this new again?
1: It's a, It's been a long time coming, Mark. Just when you say Latrobe PA, you think about all the good memories, all the two-a-days, all the oh man, this is my opportunity or I think I got this chance to start days. You think about this was the foundation of my career days. You think about, man, we had some legendary uh, goal line stances. That's what comes to my mind. It's just when you think about the trope, man, you think about, you know, just winning the Super Bowl. You're thinking about how packed the crowd was. You see the families not only – do they come around from, from, from there, but they come around from far. A lot of families, this is their vacation, the PA. So you can just only imagine because I live in Orlando, Florida. So I see people come to see Mickey and Minnie all the time, but just to, just to see, you know, the diehard still a fans. And, and they'd be like, you know, what, Ike, man, this has been our family family vacation for the past 20 some years. And you're like, man, this is, this is this is crazy. so just to interact with the fans, um, just to shake hands with them, just to take pictures with them, just to be up close in person with them, you know, just to look at you know the front office or the coaching staff or you can just really get to know each other you know because once the football season actually starts and you go back to Pittsburgh PA, you know it's, it's it's on it's business time, but Latrobe just bring back a lot of good memories, you know Latrobe bring bring back one of my finest memories. Of, of me, and, and, and we doing the tall sweep on the goal line, and it's, it's me and Jerome Bettis. It's me and Jerome Bettis one-on-one, uh, coached a script to play where he just wanted to see if little old Ike Taylor was afraid to hit big running backs. And I answered the call, and I answered his question. I came up, I gave Jerome everything I had. Jerome didn't score. Now, I did need help from all the rest of the 10 other guys for bussy not <laughs> to score, but, you know, between my teammates and even bussy. You know, at the time it was Deuce Staley and Bussy sitting in that backfield. All them boys gave me props, and from that point on, I was I was still a starting cornerback. So it's just a lot of good memories, man. Where they're on or off the field, um, sitting down, sitting down with the priests, uh, talking to them is just it's it's sitting down with the cafeteria workers. It's just a whole lot, you know, um, having wrestling match matches matches in the in the in dorm rooms between each other, linebackers versus cornerbacks or cornerbacks versus running backs, like just putting four or five beds stacked on top of each other and 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 PZ room, man, we just had a ball, you know, that's, that's or we're playing or we're sitting down playing cards to seven o'clock in the morning. I remember the game FIFA came out when the soccer game, FIFA came out and Troy put us on the game FIFA, man, we're having FIFA tournaments. We stand up seven o'clock in the morning and we're talking about FIFA football plays while we walk before we stretch and get on the field to go hit each other. And it's just like, you know, coaches at the time, they was like, you know what, this camaraderie, this brotherhood is like no other. You know, these boys can be going out and doing other things, but the fact, you know, you might come in a a Troy Palomalo room or James Fair room or Ike Taylor room and see 17 guys in one room, either sitting down talking, playing FIFA, playing cards. And it's just like, you know, how, how do you script this? You know, how do you how how do you form this brotherhood? With so many guys from different parts of the world, but you know, they all they all feel like they all have the same mom. And the mom is the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's that that was just that's the special when you when you talk about the Trove, that's just the memories I I get on on one thing about Latrobe PA. You know, then when you start doing Super Bowl, you always try to reminisce or reflect back to go back to the and be like this 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 what made us who we were you know you think about them dog days them tour days and but when i was when i first came out them two days mark them two days was tour days you know we was banking we was banging there really won't the nfl rules really didn't change to to like year seven or eight for me but when i first got to the league we was banging man them them goal line stances them friday night lights and you in the stadium and you performing in front you know the, the local area people man Them 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 bring back memories you know, it's 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 just Latrobe <laughs> La is special, man. Latrobe is special, so it's all it's always gonna have a place in my heart. But when you go to Latrobe, you think about how close, up close, and person you are with the fans and the families. You know, that's that's like one of the most important things because once the once the season hits, and if you're just thinking about a family going to Latrobe, once you get in Accra Stadium, man, you you don't get up close in person. Mm-hmm. With with a with a with a player, unless you know somebody and you get to see them on the sideline before everything happens. But other than that, man, when you talk about the you're up close in person, <laughs> Mark. So that's what I love about the memories, um, the legendary memories of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the and interacting with the fans.
0: And Ike, I know you mentioned your generation of players. This is something that dates back decades in previous generations. And it's cool to think that it's the same grounds of Steelers legends. And I'm talking along the lines of the chief, Art Rooney, the original uh, Chuck Knoll, Mean Joe Green, to where a lot of the memories and camaraderie and the bonding that took place existed for generations of Steelers players in the franchise beyond you know, what they developed in the seventies when they won four Super Bowls.
1: Right, correct. I mean, it's go it's go way back before me. You know, I'm I'm just a, I'm just a part of history. You know, but they they brought four Lombardis to to the city of Pittsburgh. I come in for my twelve years and I'm able to contribute and give too. You know, so just seeing the legends and in and, and back in the day where we're at, you know, they had cornfields. So I didn't get to see the cornfields at the time. You know, there, there, there's there are fields with cornfields. Now, when I got to Pittsburgh, they was crossing over. They didn't put in a turf turf field. They didn't put in two more other fields. You know, they didn't put in the stadium. They didn't put in, in new dormitories. Like I got the good life, <laughs> you know. So, but all that hard work from the '70s, '80s, '90s still is, you know, they they were able to give us, you know, a better life. So say it's just like a dad trying to give his kid, you know, a better way out, and that's what the the seventies, the eighties and the nineties still, still is to the two thousand stillers. They gave us a better life, a better way. So shout out to the old grace as well too.
0: So to give our listeners and viewers a roadmap Tuesday, the players report Wednesday first practice open to the players Wednesday afternoon. So if you are going, if you're attending, please let us know in the comment section on YouTube, because we would love to hear from what you see with your boots on the ground. And Ike, it's my understanding that you'll be in La Trobe at some point between now and mid August.
1: Yes, I will. Um, What Mark meant, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he meant on Wednesday open to the public, not open to the players. So yes, thank you. Thank you, meant. Ike. Yeah, that's that's what Mark <laughs> that's what Mark meant. So I know Mark coming fresh up off a of workout. I know his stomach probably growling, ladies and gentlemen. But we'll get to that after the show. But um, yeah, that's where we at with it. Now we'll be on the troll at some point in time uh, with the front office.
0: Very good. And Ike, before we move on, you know I'm reading uh, their life's work a book by Gary Pomerantz, 1970 Steelers. Do you have any memories of the establishment known as the 19th hole? I know it is legendary in Latrobe, PA. Uh, No, no, I don't, Mark. It's okay. Hey, shot in the dark. Shout out to the 19th hole, an establishment that's still there, that still exists today. But Ike, we will move on because we're going to talk a lot about training camp here in the coming weeks. And at some point in time, too, I'm going to try to get Brooke Pryor from ESPN back on because she will be boots on the ground in Latrobe as well talk a lot about the quarterback battle as well, but we need to move on. Madden ratings have started to come out. New Madden video game is coming out, and I, I have a lot of gripes with the ratings. I was very excited to talk to you about this because I was fired up last week when this came out. I want to start from the Steelers' standpoint, and I'll go bigger picture. I want to say this right now. The fact that T.J. Watt is a 96 overall and is not a 99 overall is an absolute joke. I know that this is you know not a hot take or anything, but we're talking about a player who tied right. Michael Strahan's single-season sack record and led the NFL in tackles for a loss last season, despite the fact that he played in 15 games, meaning he missed two. In three of the games in which Watt played, played fewer than 50% of the team's defensive snaps, there was another game where he only played 55% of the team's defensive snaps. If he's not a 99 overall, I don't know who is. I have no problems putting Miles Garrett as a 99 overall. The fact that the reigning NFL defensive player of the year is not a 99 overall, Madden, what are we doing? What are we doing?
1: Yeah, so you really can't look too much into the Madden rating, but, Mark, I don't know what Madden is looking at, but when they say 99 and you have Aaron Donald, and I think Aaron Donald should always be a 99. And yep. the reason why I think Aaron Donald should be a 99 is because when you look at highlights and you look at game time decisions and, and, and clutch plays, either Aaron Don- Donald is making a play or they will have two, two, three guys who always have an eye on Aaron Donald and trying to stop Aaron Donald. So, yes, but when you look at a T.J. Um, White and you look at how clutch he is, every time Pittsburgh needed a play, he gave Pittsburgh a play. Every time Pittsburgh needed a turnover, he gave Pittsburgh a turnover, and he wound up missing a couple of games and still tying for the Michael Strahan sack record says a lot about TJ Watt. Here's why I don't think they gave TJ Watt a 99. It's because they feel like he can rush every play if he's on the field. They don't feel like he they don't feel like he can drop. They don't feel like he'll put himself in cover, coverage. So they they looking at it like you know what if a guy's playing 60 snaps. And he's rushing the quarterback. Let's say fifty-five snaps. He should get to the quarterback at some point in time. If you put, if you put, they're looking at it, if you put Aaron Donald, if you put a Miles Garrett, if you put any other guy who just have opportunities to rush the quarterback, damn that every time. Then you should get to the quarterback every time. If you let a Von Miller run, rush, rush sixty times, and we saw what Von Miller was doing, then they look at it like that. But I, I just think. Um, the reason why they didn't give him a 99 because they always felt like you know what this is what he does he does this very well he gets to the quarterback if you let him it's just out of 60 plays 55 of them plays if you just let him just be him it's kind of tough to let see other guys play other positions and yes I'm not taking anything away from T.J. Watt T.J. Watt was the league the league's defensive MVP and I'm in my mind he should have got a 99 but i'm looking at it from a madden perspective and seeing and i'm asking myself why he didn't so when i'm asking myself why he didn't i'm answering myself as well and this is just my personal opinion this is just one of the reasons why i think they didn't give him a 99. so you know when you when you when you have an outside linebacker who can just blitz uh damn there every time you know pushing pushing 30 sacks should be into play you know when you have outside linebackers especially from that that three, four, like we had outside linebackers. Uh, James Harrison wound up being defensive league, league MVP for one year, but hell, he damn near led our defensive interceptions. So that's how that's 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 how you gotta that's how you gotta look at it. Uh, we had Lamar. We had Lamar on the other end, opposite of James James uh, Harrison. And if he didn't get hurt for the for the amount of games in his career, no telling he probably would have been defensive league MVP as well. So when 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 you look at that, when I think Madden is looking at that, when they look at the three, four outside linebackers, they're looking at, okay, well, yeah, he does have the sack record, but how many more times were he's where he did they let him try to get to the quarterback than other outside linebackers. So well other than that, man, TJ TJ Watt should have been a ninety nine. Mark, that's, that's exactly how I look at it. When you have a league MVP, defensive league MVP, that says a lot. And a man wound up missing a couple of games, so he would have shattered, you know, Michael Strahan's sack record. So I'm looking at it like that. And regardless on the interceptions, when it comes down to force fumbles, nobody does it better than T.J. Watt in the NFL. So um, I'm just I'm just giving my perspective on why they didn't give him a 99.
0: Go back and watch our Taylor Talk segment from the Seattle Seahawks game, the strip sack forced fumble where TJ Watt's like triple teamed against the Seattle Seahawks late in that game. He forces the fumble against the Seahawks quarterback, Geno Smith. Just go back and watch that play to show what TJ Watt is capable of when he's legitimately being triple teamed. Ike Watt is the lowest, it's the lowest Madden rating for a defensive player of the year winner in the last eight seasons for Madden. So it's just like, Okay, you know, Madden, you can have this one. But then we move on to Madden ranking Minka Fitzpatrick outside the top 10 safeties. Now, I know Minka didn't force the turnovers that he did in seasons past. He had 120 tackles because defenses were getting to the second and third level into the secondary because the Steelers front seven point blank period wasn't very good last season. Steelers are going to shore that up again. And Minka is going to be pretty opportunistic this year. And there's a reason why Pittsburgh just made him the highest paid safety in league history. And he's outside the top 10 safeties overall. This was just another head scratcher where it's like, hmm, are the Madden creators, the people doing the Madden ratings, I'm going to accuse them of being Browns and Ravens fans, Ike, because this one didn't make any sense to me either. Yeah,
1: it's tough to have Minka outside the top three. Right? The top 10. right? So regardless of what kind of rating it is, man, we all understand and we all see um, on the back end, when it comes down to clutch plays and the Pittsburgh still is the first person you think about is Minka Fitzpatrick. When it comes down to discussion of just talking about top 10 safeties in the NFL, you bring up Minka Fitzpatrick. When it comes down to now having the highest, you know, checkbook out the safety position you talk about minka fitzpatrick so the fact that minka fitzpatrick is not in the top 10 i don't know if they're going st- free safeties and strong safeties or they just name in free safeties it so was
0: overall it, the top 10 because in free safeties i do believe he's in the top 10 of just free safeties but safeties overall he is not in the top 10 which again and I don't want to undermine any of the players on the list, because they're all very good players. But it's just like, how is Minka not in that same conversation?
1: Other than other than Justin Simmons, the free safety sitting over there for the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not too many people I would put over Minka Fitzpatrick at that safety position. And this is just no disrespect to any other safety in the NFL. I'm just going off of what I've seen in, in Pro Bowls and clutch plays. Off of Minka Fitzpatrick, so I'm, this is this is not just being biased because he's a Pittsburgh stiller. Minka Fitzpatrick just came to Pittsburgh and he just you know um, took over from a secondary standpoint and just made plays week in and week out. That's just Minka, you know, Minka led you know Pittsburgh and 100 something tackles last year at the free safe position. So that's saying, uh, like you said, Mark, not just to be rude, but the front seven wasn't really doing what they needed to do last year. Um, hopefully, they'll tighten that up. Your secondary guys should never leave the league in tackles. It should be a middle linebacker or somebody on the D-line. Uh, when a secondary guy's leading, you know, your your defense and tackles, that means up, up seven, your top seven, aren't doing the job they're supposed to do. But getting back to Minka, man, Minka definitely top three to me, you know. And I'm saying three, I'm giving him three <laughs> with, a, with a long leash. Um, for me, Minka is one and two. And... The only person I would put over him right now would be the young man Justin Simmons, sitting over there for the Denver Broncos. That's the only one. But up, you're talking about that,
0: free safeties too, there. Saf- correct. Yeah, yeah. I'm,
1: talk- I'm talking about safeties just in general. You know, that's, okay. that's just what I'm doing. Okay. So I'm not even talking about you know strong safeties as well. I'm talking about both free and strong. Mark, but Minka well, man I, to be out. Well, Mike, I look at this list too. Uh-huh, I'm gonna go. Go ahead, Mark. Well, I was
0: going to say on this list, for example, Derwin James, uh, the Chargers safety is the second highest rated safety in the game. I love Derwin James, but he's missed time over the last two seasons. He played in 15 games a year ago. The year before that, he was playing in five games. We talk about the best ability is availability. I'm not going to question Derwin James' talent, but just from durability sure. alone, think like how Minka is not there. Again, just a complete head-scratcher. Sorry, I right, go ahead and finish your thought about Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm sorry about that. So,
1: yeah, Mark, we're not talking about talent. And that's what I think these people got to realize. Derwin James has a lot of talent. There's no question for him. But you just hit it on the head, Mark. Availability is the best ability. And that's what Minka Fitzpatrick does. And why he's available, he's making plays. You know, he has a resume. You know, and his resume say, man, I'm the <laughs> highest-paid safety in NFL history, that's what his resume says. Well, how the heck you gonna pay Minka Fitzpatrick all that money? Well, go and look at the past couple of years, and you'll see why. That's exactly why. So um, Minka Minka does and – and he doesn't say much. He let his action, you know, speak for speak for himself, or or vice versa. But yeah, that's that's just what I like about Minka, man. I don't know why Minka isn't in the top. If you had a draft, and you and you draft in ten safeties, and you're a GM. And the draft is tomorrow, and we're talking about current players who are, in the, who are in the league right now from a from a safety standpoint. Minka coming off that board out of out of the, out of the five, <laughs> you know. So I I ask people, uh, and I asked the Madden Ready crew, if y'all was to have a draft and we're just drafting ten safeties, whether they're strong or, or free safeties, I guarantee you Minka coming off that board. So why y'all, why y'all just don't go and change the Madden rating and go and don't give that man a 90, a 97, a 98 in the Madden rating and and get him out and get him in the top 10, let alone the top three, worst case scenario, top five.
0: All right. I I got the recipe. TJ Watt can get a 30 piece. Minka can get, I don't know how many pick sixes he needs to boost those ratings and. Watch, they're magically going to dominate defensively, and they're going to go up the charts. I'm calling it right now.
1: Yeah, that's what they're going to do. You know, I, I just think, I just think right now, Pittsburgh is about to get back to their heyday. The physicality part is 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 the NFL kind of you know put a put a uh, put a governor on the car, so to say. When it comes down to physicality of where you can and can't hit players, you know, they, it's more safety results which is needed so i respect that part from the nfl but um from a coaching staff to talent on that defensive side the defense shouldn't have a problem stopping the run or getting interceptions on the back end. that's just yeah. my personal opinion i think i think pittsburgh would be the top top five defense in the nfl on both ends whether it's stopping the run or or a uh, pass defense
0: I, I try to. We try to manifest things and predict them before they happen. It is July 25th right now. I think you're going to see the Minka Fitzpatrick, the All-Pro from the 2019 to 2020 seasons, much more in 2022 compared to this past season. Again, because of the struggles of the front seven, when the Steelers ranked dead last in the league in rushing yards allowed, I think Minka is going to be able to play more opportunistic football uh, on the back end and create those turnovers that he's so he's so good at. That's his skill set. So. We'll see, but that's what I'm predicting right now here at the end of July. We have a few more ratings to get to Najee Harris, not in the top 10 either. He's an 85 overall, and I'm looking at a lot of players on this list. They're all talented running backs, but I I kind of liken this to – I would say this. If you flipped Najee Harris with these other running backs and gave them the offensive lines that they have compared to what was a young Steelers line last season where you're starting two rookies and a second-year player – what kind of production would you get from Najee? Who, by the way, despite the fact that it was a young developing offensive line, Najee still made the Pro Bowl. Now, remember, it was supposed to be Joe Mixon. Najee was the alternate because Joe Mixon played in the Super Bowl with the Bengals. But if Najee can build upon that, and I'm really excited to see what Najee can do with a line that's even better this upcoming season, to have him not in the top 10, again, questionable as well with, with these Madden ratings.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have me. I don't have an issue with him being eighty-five. He's a rookie, and he proved himself last year. I think eighty-five is perfect for a rookie for a rookie uh, running back coming in. The guys they have in front of him are not bad at all. I've seen the list when it comes down to yep. that. So I think I think Najee is, is exactly what he needs to be on um, an eighty-five when it comes down to the matter, which is high. Because if you think about it, you got a lot of guys who've been in the league who actually start who don't have an eighty-five <laughs> rating. So. For Najee, especially at that running back position, especially yeah. his rookie year the things he did um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers and himself and just building his resume, I think 85 is perfect.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I would expect him to shoot up those ratings too. Derrick Henry, the top running back there. Nick Chubb out of Cleveland cmc christian mccaffrey only 10 games in the last two seasons if he can stay healthy jonathan taylor and Dalvin cook round out the top five at the running back position i my biggest beef with these ratings as mad and frustrated as i was about the tj watt ratings jamar chase not in the top 10 for receivers is an absolute joke because if we were drafting receivers right now for the upcoming season alone jamar chase is definitely going top five and to have him, like, again, I don't want to throw these other players under the bus, Ike, but to not have him in the top 10 for receivers, I'm sorry, if you're picking straight out, say, I could have, you know, I could pick a receiver for the upcoming season. Jamar Chase is in the top 10, if not top five, if not top three. This was my biggest, this was the biggest head scratcher to me. And this is coming from, you know, us doing a Steeler show. How Jamar Chase is in the top 10 receiver makes absolutely no sense to me.
1: Okay, so if you just if you just take Jamar Chase and if you just ask guys out in the NFL who had a who had a good season, just any position, any player on the offensive side, they're gonna say Jamar Chase. So if Jamar Chase is not in the top ten and it comes down to wide receivers, but arguably if you just take quarterbacks out, which you can't, but you take quarterbacks out and you go for who's the next best player in the league, and they're gonna say <laughs> Jamar Chase jamar chase had an mvp type season or uh, jamar chase got votes for mvp when it came down to the mvp of the nfl jamar chase just took over as a rookie jamar chase had multiple 100 plus 150 plus wide receiver games a few 200 games that was jamar chase jamar chase arguably could have won the game by himself in the super bowl if they had a little bit of time left on, on that clock jamar chase was the reason why a lot of people watched the cincinnati Bengals, other than joe, joe burrow Jamar Chase took Joe Burrow to a whole other level when it came down to pass. That was that, that's exactly what Jamar Chase did. So how do you have a Jamar Chase who got MVP votes out the top 10? That don't make any sense at all. You know, I, we're, we're not talking about just wide receivers. We're talking about who was electrifying, who did people want to see, what did top defenses think, say, and react, and, where, and who was the guy that had to know they had to know where Jamar Chase was at all times. So how on Madden do you not know where Jamar Chase is on the field? So if if it's, if it's, if I'm gonna throw a rule out, because we just got done talking about Najee Harris, but I thought mm-hmm. Najee mm-hmm. from a rookie standpoint, 85 was perfect. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to give Jamar Chase a 96 or a 95, I don't think nobody would ever argue with that mm-hmm. off of what he did last season for the NFL. But to have him out the top 10, I mean, who who, who are you? Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams.
0: Devontae Adams is one. Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill. Those three, I'd be cool ranking ahead of Jamar Chase. In my opinion, Jamar Chase is right there, say, at number four and number five. I know D-Hop, Diggs. Like, there are other very good receivers,
1: Ike. But he's right in that conversation right there. Jamar Chase, though. Like, that's why I say Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, and it's Jam- <laughs> Jamar Chase. You know what I'm saying? There's no disrespect to Tyreek. Tyreek well, you know, blow past anybody in the world when it comes down to football. Devontae Adams, we just seen what he's done over the last couple of years. Devontae, um, Kuba Cup, the quiet assassin, has been, you know, um building his resume. Since he stepped into the league, regardless of who the quarterback was, he just know what he need to be at all times. Jamar Chase the same person. Now Jamar Chase, do you see between Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase, they're gonna do the they they're gonna do the. You gotta want two things, and what I do see out of all the guys we just named is I do see a Cooper Cup will lay his body on the line and he will block the heck out. of you. When it comes down to times you need to. What I do see Joe Mixon coming out and he's getting on side of that perimeter, I see a Jamar Chase trying to block the heck out of a corner of safety as well. So and we call that the things people, you gotta wanna do that. You gotta wanna be unselfish. You gotta wanna make plays when you're not getting the ball. And I see I see those two guys right there, um, between Jamar Chase and, and Cooper Cup, they make plays for their teammates when they when, when they're not receiving the ball. So it's, it's crazy for me. I mean, who else, other than the guys we just named, Mark, who who else was better? So they've Jamar got Chase?
0: Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans checks in at number seven, Terry McLaurin is at number eight, Keenan Allen at number nine, and then Amari Cooper at number 10. Again, this is not to throw any of those players under the bus because they've shown consistency. And this is no consistency. But if you're picking just straight up, like saying you could have Jamar Chase or Amari Cooper, I know who I'm taking.
1: You taking Jamar Chase? Yeah, Not, yeah. not, not uh, the, the other guys you name, we'll have an argument. That that list, that's a nice little list. So I can oh, see yeah. the argument with that. But Amari Cooper, no, no disrespect to Cooper, but I'm taking Chase over Cooper. That's 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 what I'm doing. Terry Terry Mc Terry, uh, McLaurin, is it McLaurin?
0: Yes, yes, sir. Terry yeah, McLaurin. Yeah,
1: ter- Terry McLaurin. Um, quietly. <laughs> It's a reason why the the Washington Commanders had to pay that man <laughs> had to get mixed because he is hell. So I, I I I respect that. I respect that everybody seeing Jerry McLeod, the NFL, and seeing what he can do. But um, Jamar Chase, yeah. If I'm taking one out of that list, cause Mark, that's a heck of a list right there, bro. Mm-hmm. If I'm taking one out of that list, it would probably be a very cool.
0: Well, especially considering Madden is rewarding the consistent production with all of these players. Because I take a look at a guy like Mike Evans who's had a 1,000-yard season every season he's been in the league, which is why he's a 92 overall. So maybe Madden just wants to say, hey, what's your encore performance in year two with Jamar Chase? But again, you're just picking straight up for the upcoming season and the upcoming season alone, it's like – what are we doing, Madden? What are we doing? Right, right. Uh, Chris Boswell, an 82 overall. He's the fourth highest rated kicker. Thought he could have been a little bit higher given his consistency. The Steelers quarterback ratings. Mitch Trubisky, a 69 overall. Kenny Pickett, a 68. And Mason Rudolph, 62. Thought those disrespect. were a little bit low. Yeah, I thought no, those dis- were a little no, bit no, low, but no. like, oh, no, my Lord.
1: Man. I mean, yeah, me, man. Right. I mean, honestly – for the quarterback position, I expect you to give me a 65. <laughs> I don't, I don't, man, I don't expect you to give a quarterback a 69 or a 68. You know, I give, I give, if we, if we swap and you put I get quarterback, man, I expect a 65 max. <laughs> but I, I don't even play that position. <laughs> so the fact that you're going to give the actually NFL quarterback a 69. So, Basically you are just telling me like if <laughs> I mean there you have it right there. If it's if Kenny if, if Kenny Pickett has a, a sixty eight mark and Mitchell Trubisky has a sixty sixty-nine and we're going into training camp, we already know who's starting, Kenny Pickett. Because that's too <laughs> that's that's too close that's too close of a bargain, you know. So yeah. and that's exact and I'm since we're talking about it, I'm giving you the mindset of a coach and staff in the front office. If it's a rookie and if and if it's a veteran guy and they're head to head and the veteran guy has a couple mm-hmm. of points in front of the rookie, we're starting the rookie. That's exactly where we're where, where yep. we're going. But golly, Matt, a 69 to Mitchell Shit. You couldn't give Mitch oh 73, 75? And he has a winning yeah. record as a
0: starting quarterback. I mean, yeah, Ike, I'm right there in with disrespect. you. And I will say this. I think you would be a 65 just considering you still got some speed, IT. I'm not saying you've got man, the juice quite 60. like you had when you played, but you would have like a, I don't know, upper 80s, low 90s at speed quarterback, still right now? at your
1: age. Yeah, yeah. At quarterback, I would be a 65. That's a, the disrespect for the Pittsburgh Steelers. is at an all-time high. Come <laughs> on, man. <Matthew. laughs> it's at I know. an all-time high. All right, so we to get So what did they give Mason Rudolph? A
0: 62. <laughs> For our listeners, Ike just fell out of his chair. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree with you, Ike. It's ridiculous. See, this is my theory that the Madden ratings are, are done by Ooh, Steelers boy, and Browns fans. I'm telling you, boy, Ike. Boy,
1: the disrespect is high for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> All right, bro, let's move on. My bad, right. bro.
0: Uh, Najee Harris goes on, I believe it's the Rich Eisen show last week, uh-huh. says that he'll go for four or 500 touches if he needs to. Uh, it's kind of goes back nope. to been banging the drum nope. where it's like, I don't want him to have that many touches. The record, 492 touches in a single season. James Wilder, 1984 with Tampa Bay. Larry Johnson is second, four hundred fifty-seven with the Chiefs in two thousand six. But I like his mentality; to say he'll do anything yeah, to help like the team yeah. win. But this goes back That's to what seasons. I've been saying: who's the Robin to Najee's Batman?
1: Yeah, hopefully they'll find a Robin to, to Najee. I do. I do not want him anywhere close to two two seventy. That's two seasons. You talking about four five hundred carries, man? That's two NFL seasons in one. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I don't even want to put them kind of miles on them tires, let alone that engine, you know. So I want him to be able to play as long as he can. You know, you talking about two, two uh, carry seasons, man. That's 800 carries, man. That's four seasons in two years. Najee ain't going to last long. Now, for the sake of the team, I get it. But now Najee got to start thinking for the sake of my body and my career. <laughs> That's what he got to start thinking. Yeah. He got to start thinking like a businessman. You know he gotta start thinking like the Kyler Murray's, like the the the, the Tyreek Hills. He gotta start thinking about his body and his money. That's what he, that's what he gotta start thinking about. Because for the sake of the team, will give give you no money and there's no feelings when it comes down to the business side of the NFL. Uh, thank you. Have a nice life. <laughs> that's exactly how the NFL thinks because they always feel like they can replace you because it's just a young man sport put, uh, football. But for Najee, I like the mindset, I like the thinking. You know, give me, give me the ball, man. I'm gonna carry this team. But nah, Najee, I do not. From a player's perspective, to another player, nope. Take care of your body, get the yards you can get with less carries, and play as long as you can and get as many bags as you can. But the fold five hundred piece, nope. That's that's what we're not gonna do. Because right now I'm talking as his agent. That's that's what we're not gonna do. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I yeah, 301, 381 carries last season, led the league, became the first rookie in league history with 300 plus carries and 70 plus receptions. So he's a workhorse. I've always complimented his blocking ability out of the backfield Correct. too, but I, the two position groups, and I'll say this too, and we'll move on to the end of the show, uh-huh. but uh, the two position groups where the Steelers could really least uh, afford to have a, a significant injury running back with Najee, and then the two outside linebackers, and I'm talking T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, because there's just not the depth. If any of those guys go down to where it could be very, very troublesome for the Steelers this upcoming season, they need each of those players to remain healthy throughout the duration of the season to where they're playing their best ball in November, December, January, and hopefully February when well, you're this, going and trying to pursue a Lombardi well, trophy.
1: Well, this what a mobile quarterback does to the offense It lessens your carries.
0: Preach, I you Preach.
1: Know, so so the, the fact that they might have a Mitch Trubisky or a Kenny Pickett at the quarterback position, Najee don't have to see the ball 381 times. Najee might get 300, and that's 81 times less than what he did last year. And the reason why is because now you have a quarterback. Now you just can't stack the box. We all know Mitch Trubisky is, is athletic. We do know Kenny Pickett is athletic as well. So what's that going to do, man? That's going to open the playbook from a from an offensive coordinator standpoint. That's going to give running backs, you know, uh, some some time to hit the holes. And you just can't have nine or ten in the box, so say, and just play man coverage all day. It's going to give everybody. It's going to open a little bit of everything for everybody on that side of the ball now because the quarterback is mobile. You know, so yeah, I I expect Najee, you know, really really his carries to go down in half. To be honest, which and the reason why, and and for him to be even more successful, you know, yards per carry, because mm-hmm. the offense will open up due to the mobility of the quarterback.
0: All right, Ike. Speaking of Steelers running backs, former Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell, his boxing match with Adrian Correct. Peterson has been postponed. I know you were going to go out to L.A. Correct. I'm going to try to reschedule now to September. Just where are you at with all that? Because again, I know you are going to go to the crypto.com arena.
1: Some money, you know, contract, contract, verbal language. You know, you get down to it. So, or one, one, one of the two between AP or 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 Le'Veon probably needed a little bit more time, and I don't think it's Le'Veon at all. Or just, just, just where they're at from the boxing standpoint on the cards, you know. Um, so it, it's, it's a lot of things that go into that situation. Um, fights getting pushed back. You never know what the arena might have. The, the arena might have something bigger for that day. Somebody might have paid the arena a little bit more money for that day. So you got to push it back. So it, it's just a whole lot of, you know, situa- situations and uh, variables when it comes down to, you know, boxing in arenas and, and, and signing contract deals. You know how it is, man. That, them, them them, little small prints, that verbal language of mother when it comes down to, to, to contract situations, but yeah, eventually they're going to fight and I'm throwing all my money down on live. I'll,
0: I'll be right there with you. Ike. and it's a shame because the main event, the two YouTubers who are going head to head, I've never heard of either, <laughs> either of the YouTubers that are the, the main fight for the night. Uh, right. I hope that they are able to get this organized. Cause I was excited to right. see this and I was hoping to see my guy, Ike Taylor on the tube. I don't know. Close up to the ring and everything, too. I was excited for that. Getting hit I was by excited my to sweat. see was, what Lev could do in so the ring,
1: too. No, Lev is, a, Lev is a dog in that ring. I was going to be so close, man. It's, if, if somebody would have got hit by the sweat, you would have thought I was taking a shower. That's how close I was going to be on that thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how to transition here. Uh, we do need to turn to a few serious matters, uh, Ike. Uh, former Steelers receiver Charles Johnson has died at the age of fifty. He actually lives in my neck of the woods. He was a teacher right, in right. Wake Forest. Uh, right. Receiver out of Colorado, a former first-round pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I wasn't sure if you had any interactions with Charles Johnson, but I wanted to pay homage to uh, a former Steelers player.
1: No, I didn't uh, have any interaction with with Charles, but you know he's he's part of the brotherhood. He's one of the brothers, and. Um, just falling victim, um, losing his life at an early age. Cause I'm 42 years old, so that's that's eight years away from me. But man, it's just it's just sad to see them stories. It's just sad to see you know what's going on in the world today. So we got we can't take things for granted, Mark. You know that's why I tell people as soon as you get up out the bed, man, you got you just got to thank the good man and just try to have a positive mindset. You know that that that, that and, and surround yourself around positive people. You know, surround yourself around just a a, a positive environment. So say, because you just never know what people are going through mentally, you know, and physically, you know. So, you know, opening that door for a person might brighten their day up. You know, you know, saying you like, you know what, man, I like them shoes right there you got on might brighten that person' day up. You know what I'm saying? Or saying good morning, good evening, or good afternoon. You know, you just might brighten that person' day up. You just never know. What kind of light you can shed on somebody, but how simple it just might be, you know? So that's how I look at it, man. But uh, rest in heaven, uh, Charles Johnson, from, you know, Pittsburgh, still in the first round draft pick.
0: Yeah. Amen. Ike, uh, another serious note too, John Mechie the third diagnosed with a form of leukemia as well uh wishing and hoping that he has a speedy recovery uh i know that both the texans and the alabama crimson tide have wished him uh you know just again a, a quick recovery and everything he's in good spirits and everything too but we're hoping that Word. he can get back on a football field asap and uh i'm going to say this like when that happens that's going to be an awesome moment for for him and if he's still with the texans or whatever organization he's with at that standpoint uh Hoping that he can he can battle this out and then again get back on the football field because he's heck of a talent at the receiver position. Yeah.
1: it's going to be one of the main chapters in this book that the good man is writing for. Where we look back and be like, "Damn, man, he had to sit out for a year. He had to take care of some 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 health reasons." But man, look at this kid to bounce back. That's how I look at them stories. When I hear yeah. stories like this, especially guys who are young. Um, the good man just the good man see the good man already sees what's on the other side of that door. And as much as it's probably hurting John Mitchell third, because he just got drafted and, you know, he fulfilled his dreams and how hard it was being in Alabama and putting himself in position to get to it, the NFL and getting drafted is hard. It's tough. You you're only one of the few in the world. But the good man sees something on the side of that other side of that dough, man. That he said, not right now. I got I got I got bigger things for you in the near future. I'm gonna go ahead and sit you down right now. And the only way I'm gonna sit you down is is by doing this to you. All you gotta do is just believe and trust in me. And we'll talk about this in 10 years. And you'll have bigger and better opportunities than ever. Just trust me on this one. That's how that's how I think the good man be talking. Because um, my son is going through the same thing right now. He's going through uh, – he had ha- to have surgery. My son got to have surgery uh, August uh, 5th. And I say, man, every time – I say, the good man always have something in store for you. You know, so just just, just fall back. You'll be out four to six weeks. Just go on fall back. I, I know your expectations. I know your goals. I know where you want to be. I know your passion for the game. But the good man always have. You know something on the other side that he didn't like, and he wants you to wait because he has bigger things in store. So that's how I look at John Mitchell. I mean, for me, it was it was it was the lockout when I was coming when I was coming in the NFL. We was fighting with the NFL because we wanted certain laws and rules, and we wound up having the lockout for a couple of months. But that was also my contract here, so the good man had to put things on hold for me as well. You know, so. That's, that's that's just how I look at it, man. So, you know, it's always uh, – we're always anxious. We're always – especially for the guys who are passionate and they love the game of football. Um, that's the first thing I tell John, Mitchell. the third. Like, bro, I'm telling you, man, it's hurt right now, but we'll talk about this in 10 years. The good man has something better for, in store for you at the moment. He just needed to sit you down and, you know, and, 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 and sometimes, Mark, I think the good man just the good man a uh, place you in a situation that people might think is bad, but he already know you're the only one that can handle the situation. So really he's talking through you so other people can see. You know, so I, I, I look I look at it like that as well, you know. So that's where I'm at with it, man. John Mitchell the third, after he gets doing, doing what he needs to do for this two thousand twenty two season, he'll have a heck of heck of a story in ten years from now off of what he's overcame
0: the amount of good that he can do i almost liken it to how ryan chase ryan shazier's life purpose completely changed with his spinal injury but the amount of people that he was able to impact and inspire and motivate on the other side of all of that you know is his biggest life life's purpose so it's again hoping and wishing and praying that you know all the best for john Mechie the third like uh we've got some good news and we're going to end the show with a couple quarterback uh, won a contract extension and a signing Kyler Murray, signing a massive contract extension. It just goes to show you what happens when you take your team and take them out of your social media profile, you get your way. He's going to get $230 million, $160 million guaranteed. And here's a hot take for you. Ike. I think he made the right decision playing football and not baseball. Kyler Murray, congrats to you and your new deal.
1: They give him my money. That's all he said. i am i am i am I'm gonna play this business game. That's all, Kyler Kyler Murray said. I'm taking y'all off. I broke up with my girl. That's how I, said I broke up with my girlfriend. Now, if she wanna if she wanna come back to me, it's gonna cost her. <laughs> and that's exactly what the Arizona Cardinals did. But why you wouldn't give the man his money? You know what I'm saying? Like he's a young, energetic, make plays. Um, you can talk about his height all you want to. He been small his whole life. But he's been a man his whole life. He's been throwing over six something offensive linemen his whole life. He's been making plays his whole life. He's been throwing touchdowns his whole life. So to take the size out. One thing you do know about Kyler Murray every time he steps on the field, it's electrifying. Plays will be made. And he's fun to watch. <laughs> That's what you can't say. And it's been going on since he was small. And if you just look at the Oklahoma days, he was doing the same thing. So the man just wound up. What Kyler has to do now, and I'm happy he got his bag. I'm happy he got his money. He got to. He got to start sliding. He's a he's a baseball guy. Yeah. And from this point on, to protect yourself, that organization because your team really needs you on the field Mm -hmm. more than more than not, you got to start sliding. And that's the only thing I tell him. But other than that. That's the way to get your bag. in five years, your 230. I guess that's the going rate if you good in the league at quarterback. The two thirty, the two forty piece. Mark in five more years, that thing gonna be five hundred. So honestly, <laughs> if you think of, if you think about it, Mark, the Kansas City Chiefs really got a steal off of Patrick Mahomes. Because see wind up like, like... A, yeah, yeah. The, the, they they did like an eight year extension. You Already had two years left, so a total ten a total of 10 because josh allen come right behind him right patrick mahomes josh allen come right behind him and and do like what a big deal for less years as well and we josh just allen yeah track.
0: he's got he's getting 43 on average per year through 2028 ike
1: hey hey ravens me and mark you're, about you're in my brain i just stole ago. my line
0: come on
1: hey, hey ravens we told y'all, y'all could have got Lamar for the dang thirty-five if y'all would have did it early. But now y'all got to give him fifty. The Baltimore Ravens got to give Lamar Jackson fifty. You got to. He has a better record. He's the most valuable, and the, the league's former MVP. You got to get a man of fifty. If you don't give him a fifty, somebody gonna give him fifty a year. And what I mean by fifty is fifty a year, because what Calumard is looking at forty-six point one a year average. On his contract? Oh, yeah, you got to give Lamar the 50-piece. That's I the goal right now.
0: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, Ike, I mean, you're you're preaching here. You're preaching here. But you're in my brain because it's like Lamar Jackson's got to be looking at this deal. It's like, okay, where's mine? As he enters the final year of his rookie deal. Josh Rosen to the Browns, getting more quarterback depth. Maybe not as much love for Jacoby Brissett. We'll see what happens to Deshaun Watson. But, Ike, the thing I'm most curious about with Josh Rosen was the UCLA quarterback many moons ago. He had that hot tub in his dorm room. Is he bringing the hot tub to Cleveland or not? That's what I got my eyes on. But the Browns getting rid of Baker Mayfield, and now they need a quarterback, and they had a a, a divorce with Baker Mayfield. Give me the popcorn. I want to watch just all the drama unfold. And again, we'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson not to underscore those allegations and the seriousness of those, but I saw this and it was just like, wait a second you you already had a quarterback with Baker and you ran him out of town. uh good luck to you, Cleveland Browns.
1: I mean, Cleveland got a Netflix series going on and they ain't even in the Netflix so. <laughs> like it's, it''s it's a lot of episodes going on with Cleveland man like if you if you want to put a NFL football team on on Netflix, It would probably be Cleveland because of all the bad decisions they've been making over the last couple of years. I'm sorry, for a long time, when it comes down to that front office position. But yeah, I guess so, Mark man. But that's how I look at Cleveland. Like, all right, Netflix it is.
0: They were on Hard Knocks a few years ago, Ike. I would love to see them on Hard Knocks again, but I know we'll see. We'll see. I I
1: know.
0: (laughs) Like you're the absolute good team. (laughs) <laughs> we'll see we'll see ike you're the absolute best um i, I hope you have a great upcoming week hopefully Appreciate ivan it. has a speedy recovery as well it. Uh, i want to thank you the folks over at the believe network our producers at brinks tv led by john brinkus courtney vargas herbert diaz lucy odin and producer yinsi today's episode of the believe in the show brought to you by betonline.ag ike i'm not trying to wish my summer away but i am so excited for the upcoming football season and we are just weeks away i'm gonna go ahead uh you know turn things over to you ike before setting off here but another awesome episode of the believe in stealer show
1: yeah huge shout out to mark bergen want to thank you know believe network for giving us an opportunity betonline.ag brink tv We've got a thank the dream team miss courtney And her crew, so I call everybody the dream team who's working behind the scenes and getting everything set up for Mark and I to to do what we can do. That's just talk football, be insightful, and have some kind of personality. So thank the dream team who's behind the scenes, you know, get everything occupied and set up for Mark and I. And make sure y'all give us, for the viewers and everybody who be tuning into our shows, make sure y'all give us that five-piece. That's a five-star ratings. Want to appreciate appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening to Mark and I for the past couple of years. Make sure you tell a friend, and tell a friend, and tell a friend, and tell a friend, tell a friend what we're doing over here for the Believe Network, and that's good things.
0: One hundred percent, Ike. One final thought: We're almost up to two thousand subscribers on YouTube. We got to get to that two piece. I want to grow it to ten by season's end. So help us yes, out. Sir. Tap that subscribe button as well. All right, Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching the Believe in Steeler show. We will see you next week. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.